Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Victor Marks Show. You better edit that intro. Kendall, <laughs> he's got a reel that he's saving for his retirement. Because <laughs> I'll have to pay into that retirement account with all this footage. <laughs> Folks, I'm excited. This is the first time we've done a panel. Our first panel. Yay. Nice. Got these lovely ladies in here. And we're going to talk about stuff that needs to be talked about. Yes. Regarding, really, the sex industry, trafficking, prostitution, renegade, kidnapping, drug We're going to give y'all the real information, not some subject matter expert that's telling mm-hmm. you what they think, but actually women who've lived it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for all of you. These are all my friends. Samantha is on staff with us at ATP, Director of Our Outreach, and... She's always the ones that bring just the gems to us for Samantha Weekends. And we're just finishing a Samantha Weekend. How would you describe a Samantha Weekend? Since it's named after you. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I think it's important to preface with, I did not name the weekend. I was told that's... that that's what they were called. And so I was like, can we clarify that with folks? Because I don't want people thinking that you hired a narcissist. Yeah, <laughs> Onto your staff. It's actually just low creativity staff. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's a weekend. Samantha's Samantha bringing weekend. them. Samantha weekend. <laughs> That's how we came up so with it. So I do it. want to preface with that. It was not my idea. I'm not narcissistic, so I just That's want to clarify. Funny. But really, Samantha weekend is a weekend where I bring out women, children, sometimes men, yeah. that have uh, suffered through different types of trauma. Childhood sexual trauma, uh, sexual exploitation, trafficking, uh, addiction. Mm -hmm. And so we bring them out. We teach them jujitsu, knife training, gun safety. Uh, We do some critical thinking exercises, which is very rare and not taught in school anymore. Um, Some comms exercises, basic EMT skills. And then we... Uh, teach them a a couple of other things too. And then we do a culmination exercise at the end of the 48 hours where they get to use all of the things that they were taught over the weekend Mm -hmm. um, in a simulation of an extraction of girls that are supposedly being trafficked in a home. Mm. And so that really is immersive therapy. every time as they draw their professional grade airsoft weapons and insert rounds into bad guys um definitely healing it's so different but it works right powerful and um well i mean we have a a counselor here this weekend and he's watching this going oh my gosh oh my gosh i had no clue so, yeah, God has used us in a pretty big way, and he's going to continue because uh, there's never a lack of hurting folks out there, unfortunately. 
But, you know, the main reason why I want to bring you ladies in is to help explain to our listening audience, our constituency, people who support and pray for us, what is this all about? Because we've got a lot of organizations out there that go, we're counter-sex trafficking, Mm -hmm. we're anti-sex trafficking, we're, you know, uh, protecting children, we're... It's it's kind of messy, quite honestly. Messy and ineffective, to be absolutely. Oh wow! Well, yeah. yeah, Let's just talk about that. So, first of all, I would say this: anti-trafficking. Is it human trafficking or is it sex trafficking? Exactly. Is it you know? Are they moving people in order to get them to work? Mm -hmm. Or you know, which would be labor trafficking? Labor trafficking. Mm -hmm. So. Folks, you have to be very specific when listening or watching somebody talk about an organization or what they do, or else your mind will instantly just go to whatever you think it is. And, uh, you you know, movies help frame our perception of what it is. And uh, the most famous movie out there is Taken. Yeah. Yes. Right. right. And and if I have one more person text me and ask me if I've watched it after they watch it, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna throw my phone out. Yeah. Especially the last one. I don't know how many grenades a person can throw yeah. in any given movie. Right. So uh and and people, you know, we have to kinda of educate them because they're like, You're the closest thing to taken that we know of. And I go, Well, we've been in situations that required action both in the U.S. and definitely overseas, Mm -hmm. under extreme conditions, even like ISIS. But that's not really what it's about. So um, what about the van? The van pulling up, grabbing a girl, throwing Mm -hmm. a man, drugging them, and you're done. Now you're being sex trafficked. It does happen, but that's not the stereotypical or the typical way that it happens. It's usually sly, cunning, and sneaky. Family, yeah. friends, partners, anyone the stranger who down the street is like yeah. a hunter who sees someone who's weaker or vulnerable, and then it just takes off from there. So we call them predators. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. And predators are not, we were talking about this earlier, uh, Lauren, predators are not the guys with horns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're not necessarily the guys with, you know, strapped with guns and, you know, look like they just walked out of prison. They're very professional, smooth-talking. I call them nice people. Mm-hmm. And the nice people, this is what I've always told gals, with three daughters and five granddaughters, I just tell them, be very wary of the nice guys. Because mm-hmm. nice guys want something. Always. It's always based on, I'll be nice to you until you give me what I want, Correct. and then I got it, or till you don't give it to me. And then I take it. And then I take it. Versus a kind person, because gals right. ask me, well, who do I look for? You look for a kind yeah. gentleman, uh, someone who does the right thing just simply because it's the right thing to do. Right. Uh, I, re- I remember a long time ago, this girl, she's, uh, I got proposition. I was like, oh, no, it's okay, thanks. She's like, well, I said, no, I'm married. I'm good, thank you. And she just kept pressing. And she's just trying to make it, I mean, I get it. So I finally said, okay, how much? She goes, what would you want? I said, give me the works. <laughs> Let me see the menu. How much? She gave me the number. I said, all right, I'm going to give it to you. 
but you're not going to do anything for me except take it and know that God is telling you he loves you. Amen. He sent me mm-hmm. here. Boom. She was like, I never. I mean, a man who didn't want something God. from her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. so rare. That's not a oh, thing. Oh, right. <laughs> always want something yeah, from that's not Yeah, that's And, and, and uh, it, it's not, again, there are guys in churches. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There are guys in business. There are, mm-hmm. there are civic leaders. There's politicians. So, um, so like from my perspective, having done this for many years, um, trying to help people uh, in, in the ways that we do, and again, it varies because one of our passions is helping protect children and pursue pedophiles. That that's that's one thing everybody agrees on, Amen. right? Because it's never a child's fault, right? So, but we. All, you know, always are helping gals out, and but there's a whole spectrum. So help explain to us what do we mean when somebody's renegade versus they're being trafficked versus that you know what what is the whole spectrum in the sex work? Well, before we even talk about that, yep, let's just crush that myth about the white van. Yes, and real yes. quick, right. I'm going to ask you, where did you meet your first trafficker? In the streets. At a hotel. Where, at a hotel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where did you meet your first trafficker? Um, through my babysitter. Wow. Lauren, where did you meet your first trafficker? In a dope house. We didn't hear anything about a white van. Nope. And yet, isn't that, in my opinion, I always look at the highest level of, sure. of messaging. That's what the enemy wants you to think. So people are fearful. It's like, there's a, it's, it's the high school boyfriend mm-hmm. that's going to win the girl's affection or the boyfriend picks up a girl at a club and is nice and he's doing a long game or it's a relative yeah. or mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, it's a lot worse than mm-hmm. the white van. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. yeah. So it's the, there's the grooming. There's the psychological component. It's the guy that's sliding into her DMs on her Instagram or Snapchat and saying, wow, you look so pretty. It, the long game version, right? Yeah. And then identifying those vulnerabilities. Hey, let's meet up. I mean, there's a very well-known show on TV, and they they catch these guys that are mm-hmm. yeah. messaging these young girls, right? It's the same thing with traffickers. They're messaging these girls, whether they're younger or mid-20s, sometimes in their 30s. Oh, yeah. A vulnerability mm-hmm. is a vulnerability. Correct. And once it's been identified... That's, That's somebody it. that you can take advantage of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to clarify that. Mm-hmm. Now, Victor just asked another really good question, right? Because a lot of times we keep hearing these orgs talking about anti-trafficking and, you know, these victims. And and, and I'm like, I, I, I always get told, oh, well, let me introduce you to this girl. She's a survivor. And it's like, okay, well, she's a, a survivor of what? Because right. she could be a survivor of DV, mm-hmm. sexual exploitation, sex trafficking, labor trafficking, uh, child childhood sexual, sexual abuse, mm-hmm. yeah. sexual assault. Like, what is she a survivor of? But we keep get getting lump summed into this group, <laughs> and I really think it's a tactic of the enemy to kind of like discredit, yeah. really what's happening, right. and 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 dumb down what's really happening. Well, I, I feel the same way sometimes because I'm contacted weekly, weekly, and an organization way more than just me. But people get to me and they're like. I want to introduce you to somebody. They have such a heart for counter sex trafficking. And I'm like, mm. 
who have they worked with before? Was it, do they have a law enforcement back? Where they have they done trouble? It's like, well, no, but they just they feel led. I'm like, mm. that's like about one in a million people who actually make a difference versus saying, well, they're moved mm. and they want to help. And our, you know, our approach is like, why are you going to try to start something when you've never even been involved? Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you come see what it actually is? So, yeah. So this whole organizational approach, and then who's victims? But um, so. What's the difference? Because old school used to be prostitutes mm-hmm. and a pimp. Yep. That's what my dad was. My dad was. I will also, um, I'd also like to shed some light on another important factor and piece that a trafficker will use are the other women working for him. They will befriend you. Yeah. And when you're getting that validation from both that man and the female, oh, it's a double decker. Right it there. starts really setting in. This is what I should be doing. Yeah. Look how much money she's making and how happy she is. And triggering the family aspect, like you, a lot of broken women. I can speak for myself. We're looking for that family, and it happened to come out in that way. Mm-hmm. So it kind of keeps you connected to that. You know, mm-hmm. it messes with you mind but it really messed with your heart mm-hmm. right. um and i, I remember my, my my own dad he had a stable of gals he would run them out of a nightclub um and he i remember him telling me i'm just i helped them provide income for them and then if anybody tried to hurt them you know i i took care of him and i was like this is before he came to christ but i was like that is about as weird is it but you're and it goes well you don't understand the game i know enough about it that no one should ever use for money and sex so um i I appreciate you saying that because what we're trying to do in this program is to shed light on what's really real Mm -hmm. organizations the terms that they use and then the survivors themselves and then um where does responsibility lay you know um we already know this, the predators, they're good. Why don't we talk about the people who are keeping it going by wanting to buy these young women and children? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the hotels that are supporting these big, massive rings of girls coming in and they know about it. There there had to have been days whenever I was at a specific hotel and they knew I was coming in and out mm-hmm. or numerous number of men were coming in and out of my hotel room and no one said anything. Why? Why won't they say anything? Because they're profiting from it. Absolutely. Right. Okay, money. It always boils down to money. Yeah. Money right. and fear. There's, yeah. there's right. the bottom line. And then a lot of good folks listening and watching right now going, well, yeah. And that's what keeps all of this moving yeah. is money. Of course, the lust of it all and this, the product, but money and then fear. So I always believe if we can reach the person who's wanting to pay and they can come to faith, because I know a lot of you guys used to use a lot of women as just their deal. Yeah. And then God saved them. And they're mm-hmm. like, ah, and sometimes they have the biggest heart for it because they're like, oh my gosh. Um, so it's possible. But where does that start? Hurt it, people hurt people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know guys that were set because they were abused as a kid and by same sex right 
So they're out to prove they're not gay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not gay. So they're going to sleep, 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 and think that's going to affirm their masculinity. It, it doesn't. And what they have to understand, no matter what the girl's telling them, it's not true. There's no love. There's no connection. There's no, you ought to have a bag of chips, big daddy. It's just work. Mm-hmm. It's, there's mm-hmm. disgust. Mm-hmm. There's no connection. Some of the best actresses ever are those yes. in the sex work. Yes. And you pay them for it. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So that, that's what men have. To, it's just like porn. And that's where a lot of this starts. Or they're getting into first the paper porn back in the day, and now it's all video and digital. I tell guys, dude, it's not even real. It's angry. No. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not and how violent. it is. Violent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. It's mm-hmm. if you knew what really happened on set, or the number right. of women and dudes that kill themselves or addicted to drugs, mm-hmm. it's all fake. Just like prostitution, just like getting someone, it's fake. Even if you have a girl that's just convincing you you're mm-hmm. all that and a bag of chips yeah. it's not true no. mm-hmm. so you're perpetuating the lie and blowing up your own insecurities i think i think that's a good point that you're making to circle back around to the what is the difference between prostitution and running renegade because mm-hmm. a lot acting is acting right like you're walking the carpet you're walking the blade you're posting an ad and you're selling a certain image, right? And whether you're posting your ad or your dude is posting your ad or you're going out on the blade or your dude is telling you to go out on the blade. Explain tra- blade real quick. Oh yeah, so so the blade, right? Alicia, go ahead. <laughs> the blade is basically a term used for, or used to be known as the track, like where you yep. find women that are working, walking up and down the street, just basically promoting that they are selling sex and you can pick them up right there. Yeah. yeah. Old school, it's where hookers would hang out. Yeah. Right. And when you drove by to pick up a gal. Right. Every yeah. city and yeah. everywhere has them. Yeah. yeah. Every so, city. Yep. Every state. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So if if an individual is being trafficked, they're under the force fraud or coercion okay. by a trafficker. But there are also girls that are running renegade. Correct. There's been times where I've been both um, forced to do these acts and then when left alone and not knowing how to provide for myself after that. So becoming renegade and then back into forced because there was no education on what to do to get out of this hole. How do I get myself out of here? How do I know that I'm valuable or worthy to do anything else when this is all I've ever known? So it makes it easier because now I'm in a vulnerable position and I'm going to look for the first person who can support me and I'm going to do whatever they say because I'm broken. I think we should, I, one of the biggest things and misconceptions that I face when I work with survivors and offenders and just educate people is when it comes to the renegades, right? And it's, Oh, she chose to do this or she wants to do, I'm sorry, but no little girl, little boy grows up dreaming saying, at four or five years old, hey, when I wake up, I'm going to be walking the streets naked, selling my body, wanting to be raped, abused, mm-hmm. right. disregarded, just looked at as the worst. Like, nobody wants that. And I don't think that there's enough light shed on the fact of, like Samantha said, the grooming that comes with it. You know, you're, especially for me, growing up being a survivor of child sexual abuse, you know, when it got to the time that I finally found my predator or he found me, it made sense to do easy. what he was saying because I was already being used yeah. for my mm-hmm. body. Like I, oh, well, I mean, it's already been taken from me. I've already given it. So 
I guess it makes sense. And I can make money. Yeah. Survival. You know, and it's, nobody wants that. And, and you don't feel good about yourself afterwards. And you don't look in the mirror and be like, yes, I got the best body and just made all this money. Yeah, the money might sound good for a minute, probably because you know you're not going to get your ass beat for not right. not making what you need to, right? But that's not a thing that we just go to bed and wake up like, oh, yep, can't wait to go do that. Like, that's not... Victor, I think it's important for the listeners to understand, especially for the girls that are running Renegade, because... Yeah sometimes people have a hesitance to want to donate and help women like that. Right. Because they're mm. like, well, she chose it. The thing is, no, is that didn't. if you've been conditioned all your life to only know a certain life, you, you to dream big, yeah. to dream that I can go and become a paralegal, a nurse, a, a massage therapist, dreaming like that, is gonna make me want to put a gun in my mouth. Right. That's not real. Yeah. Everybody else gets that. I don't get that. I know this, so I can go back and do this. It's like I always compare it to a baby sitting in a dirty diaper when they've pooped themselves. Man, you try to change that baby, they're kicking and screaming, and they're like, You're like, you're sitting in poop. Mm -hmm. Let me help you. But it's comforting to them because they already know it's nice, it's warm. That's what but they're used you to. Change, yeah, they're used to it, but you change them, they're going to get cold. But after, they're like, oh, yeah, this is better. So to dream big and to dream and think like, oh, we can do something else with our lives is a really difficult thing to grasp psychologically. And so that's why a lot of a lot of the women either find and choose up. Yeah. Choose up means mm -hmm. you you're this is your pimp now. I'm choosing up with this dude right here. Okay you're going to choose up with him or, or run renegade because this is what, this is what, you know, there's a comfort in knowing this dysfunction. And let, let me, uh, let me say this. There are people listening and watching this kind of a new concept. Folks, we're not taking away the girl's responsibility. Yeah, absolutely not. No. We're always held responsible for our choices. Uh, but let me put it in non sex worker terms. <laughs> It's the girl who starts dating a guy and moves in with him, mm -hmm. or he's providing for her, helping her with the rent, and she's in turn giving sex. It's, it's really a fine line. Mm -hmm. And this is what I tell, because I've always been like, wow, so many girls are so judgmental against you know someone who's prostituting themselves. At what level do you... Do you actually assume responsibility for prostituting yourself with a dude mm -hmm. who's making car payments or doing this? You're providing us like, oh, they get very upset. And I just go, it's only, it's only a prettier bow on it because uh, you'll still get beat up. And you stop the physical sex or go try to see mm -hmm. another dude. Watch what happens. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it, it's, I have to help them understand it's a fine line to go into this world. And uh, again, the responsibility is always on everybody's. Absolutely. Now, when your head is jacked up, then you don't even think right. And that's, uh, again, you can tell a single girl, don't, don't shack up with that dude. <laughs> don't. What the girl's going to go, but he loves me. Right. Yeah. He loves what you can do. Yeah. I yeah. will, I will mm -hmm. say there is a sense of 
coldness that just develops more and more as you're in the sex industry. And for me, that coldness was already there from father wounds, Mm -hmm. um, just being disappointed by every man in my life. And I had this vendetta and chip on my shoulder, like I'll show them. Yes. And it's arrogance, right? It's arrogance, pride, bitterness, um, unforgiveness. So yes, I was struggling with all of those things when I entered the sex industry. And I think those are the things you really have to focus on and try to heal in order to move past it. And we're gonna talk about that. We're, we're gonna talk about actually, how do you really, mm-hmm. is there a thing called counter sex trafficking? Can you counter what's being done? Absolutely. How do you get a gal out? How do you keep a girl from going in? And we're gonna talk about that. But to your point, I remember hearing a pimp saying, uh, we just want to thank all the dads and uncles out there <laughs> yeah. who made my job easy. Yeah. <clears throat> you, you, you did all the hard work for us. And that's true. That's oh, why yeah. I made a post the other night. And I was just like, stop abusing girls. And, and, and I get it because one out of three girls will be sexually compromised by the time she's 18. Mm-hmm. And it's one out of five boys. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, uh, there's just something about the sexual sin that just trips people out more than anything. So, so is there such thing as counter sex trafficking? Because there's a lot of task force. There's a lot of things I've done stuff that we would call counter sex trafficking, but what is it for? Is it to stop the bad guy, the pimp, or is it to help the girl get out of something, what, I mean, how would y'all, that, that's been the term people describe. So I've been doing this for going on 16 years now, which is a long time. A long time. I've seen a lot of organizations, that call them popcorn organizations. Mm-hmm. They pop right up and then just like disappear. that, they disappear in the air, right? And so I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what a lot of the veteran survivors are saying. Anti-trafficking, counter-trafficking, there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of money being invested in that. Oh, yeah. Millions of dollars. But not into the right And I'm going to ask these women, what is more important? Is it the countering and the interruption or is it the aftercare? Brittany, is it the interruption or the aftercare? Aftercare. Aftercare by far. Aftercare. Ask me how much money we get to to provide aftercare, to provide them with trauma therapy that's biblically based. Mm -hmm. Okay. How much does that cost? Because Medicaid doesn't cover that. Okay. Legal fees. Legal fees to help them either seal records or do other legal things that they need to get done. Get our kids back. Clothing. Absolutely. Shoes. Education. Medical necessities. Medical necessities. Mm-hmm. Driver's license. Count, continued education. That's huge. Occupational training. Trade training. Okay, we let's say we went and we got Brittany out. Then and what? we're all then celebrating what? and we're putting out these numbers, yeah. Victor. Then what? Then what about Where's Brittany? Brittany? Yeah. Where does yeah. Brittany go? She goes back. Right. By yeah. the grace of God, my story through recovery 
through Michael's program, Stairways, I would still be out in those streets because of the 12 steps, because of people loving me a little bit and giving me a direction on how to proceed. I didn't know that before. I didn't know that I could work a job. I didn't know I could get my kids back. I didn't know about my driver's license, social security cards, basic needs. But now that someone's taught me, I'm on fire. And I am exactly what it looks like to be turned around. But that's not the case for most women. By the grace of God, I got insurance and was able to go to Stairways Recovery Center. And by the grace of God, I met Samantha. But that is not the case. Well, how long have you been out of it? Seven months. Seven months? Absolutely. Folks, if you're just listening, you should see this beautiful woman in front of me (laughs) who's so articulate. You would never think she's in the sex working field because of stereotypes uh but you just heard from her heart exactly what it takes to get out so while there's a place for justice and we we absolutely believe bad guys are trafficking should get popped and put in prison that's not how you get girls out of it you do the hard work and all things possible ministries has been doing the hard Mm -hmm. work for years and you're the head of that Absolutely. because that's your lane. And I remember when we met, and my wife and I say it's a long runway, because we know so many weird people in that space. Mm-hmm. They're so hurt. They can't, you know, it's like, uh, you try to help them, things blow up. But we watched. We saw your consistency. We saw your faith. And we saw that you're like, hey, it's Jesus Christ that makes mm-hmm. the biggest difference. But But here's all the real stuff that goes with it. Right. And I thought, okay, and that's why we adopted and grafted you in to provide for you. First time you've had a budget with not a worry about raising money. I am so grateful because it makes my job so much easier. You can do it. If you it. don't mind me sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Please do. I asked Brittany. I was just <laughs> I was at Stairways Recovery. <laughs> she was going to a job interview. I noticed that she lacked having, uh, you know, a bra. And I knew, I knew that it wasn't because she just didn't, she didn't want to wear one. Right. I knew the Holy Spirit told me it's because she doesn't have one. And she was on her way to a job interview and she was so excited. Victor, where is, where, where, how, how are these organizations providing dignity to this woman? Yeah. So what we did, ATP Ministries, we bought her brand new bras, underclothes, shirts, uh, pants, shoes, socks, also that she could have the proper basic needs right. to attend a Samantha weekend. And then she can use that clothing for whatever she needs. And but I got the job. I'm working full time now yes, for a treatment yes. center. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Congratulations. This is, this is what I'm talking about. And yes, we do believe in justice, but the point, the fact of the matter is, yep. there is a lot of full decrim movements that are coming. And eventually- What, what does that mean? They want to fully decriminalize all aspects of the sex industry. So you could buy, there's no, there's no repercussions, legal repercussions. You could sell somebody, there's no legal repercussions. It'll get to the point where you'll be able to buy children also. We are going into a full decrim movement. And so all of this counter trafficking work, working with LE, working with, you know, local government entities, this is all, it's, it's not going to exist anymore. What's going to always exist that they need help with aftercare, 
rebuilding and being set up for long-term sustainable success. That's my job. My job is for them to catapult off of me into long-term success, not just for them, but for their children. What you'll find is that we don't only need it, but we want it. We just want someone to just believe in us and tell us that we can do something different. And you'd be surprised at how loyal we are. We're going to be just as loyal to the people who are helping us as opposed to the streets and to the drug industry and trafficking. We're going to be loyal and we're going to learn and we're teachable. We just haven't had anyone to show us. And I think one thing that is important to note is justice looks different to everybody. Mm. Right. I think a lot of people assume, oh, we're just going to throw the trafficker, the pimp in jail. Not everybody wants that. justice to me looked like really the people that were paying to see me and touch on me and do all that. That's who I wanted to go to jail, Wow. Mm -hmm. you know, and it wasn't even so much like I want to go see you get sentenced. No, I just want to be able to get away and see something different. I really don't want to deal with the court system. I don't want to have to go to trial and see you and talk about Mm -hmm. this and go through all the mental anguish that comes with that. I just want to be left alone. That's justice to me. Whoa, whoa. Are y'all hearing this? <laughs> Testing one, two, three. This is the real, real talk yeah. right here. Which brings me to the point, how come we don't really see the Johns going to jail? Mm-mm. It was always the prostitute. Right. Yeah, always. And then, of late, we'll, we'll try to get the trafficker to pimp, right? Mm-hmm. Rarely. But where's the... Still the, buying another girl while I just went to jail? Just yeah. like that. Yeah, on to the next one. Just like right. that. Next street Those corner. guys are not getting caught. No, mm-hmm. they'll spend yeah. their time and resources into doing stings to make sure that we get the arrested and mm-hmm. go to jail for solicitation. However, we have to get back and go out into that same environment. We didn't start have any other over. options and start all over. Whenever the trafficker or the pimp is still there, and now because you were in jail, mm-hmm. you got to make up that money. You got to make up that trap Absolutely. money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And God forbid my pimp goes to jail. Now I got to work extra hard to get him to out. Get him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're backed up on their trap, which for those that don't know is the money, the money. their quota mm-hmm. that they're they're owed to their trafficker. Yeah, you spent a night or two in jail. You come out, dude mm-hmm. is like, now you owe me six thousand dollars. All your stuff's gone. You ain't coming home until you have your trap, and so it's like we're focusing on all these other things which are really null and void. Yeah, yes, should there be a ministry? That's focusing on men yes. and, and, and addressing their addictions to porn yeah, of course. that escalate into going into strip clubs and then buying women and then mm-hmm. sexually assaulting women. Yeah, we call yes. that church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about who did Jesus go sit with? Yeah. At, you know what I mean? At the well, like who, who, who was that? Who was that? Like that yeah. wasn't that. I, go ahead. Yeah. I would also like to backtrack uh, just a bit to the discussion about all these anti-trafficking organizations Mm -hmm. just to share a very brief story um it's important to note that greed can find its way into any line of work or organization wow we can just wrap wrap it up right there (laughs) (laughs) i completed a 12-month program nonprofit that was specifically targeted for women coming out of a trafficking or exploitation situation. Towards the end, we were having host family dinner at a board board member's house, Mm -hmm. national board member. Mm -hmm. Ended up, 
we had a guest turns out being one of the biggest donors very eccentric guy mm -hmm. he and his wife were there um he collects art mm -hmm. and was telling us had us all sit down telling us this beautiful story about this painting of the woman at the well ends up cupping my face oh. with his hands and this close mm -mm. probably two three inches away from my face to tell me how much jesus loves me Thank you for the message, but was that necessary at a national board member's home because this man is one of the largest donors? That's another thing, too, is that a lot of these organizations don't have healthy, mature, godly survivors. That right there. Right. Either on staff or as an advisory board member or yes. even, dare I say, a board member. Right. Yep. You're not learning best practices. Wow. Thank it's God like the compassion literally. isn't truly there. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like you you can't do that. That's <laughs> disgusting. I would have punched that dude in his ear if I would have been in the room. Yeah. I would have knocked him over and said, here's a band-aid. You know, it's, and that's not uncommon. Because, uh, you know, one of the things we do here is retooling prayer. Mm -hmm. So we always look through the veil of that person probably has very strong demonic, uh, you know, pressure on them. I don't care ministry, not, and and I don't have a, I just, I've seen and heard about that type of stuff happening when those people are struggling themselves with sexual addiction, and then they're using their money as a platform to, to say, I'm right up in the middle of it. And you guys call it re-exploitation, right? They do. Yeah. They exploit us in a major they -exploit way. They re-exploit us, yeah. And and um, I call it pimping from the pulpit sometimes. Uh, if it's a if it's a pastor or a church, I call it pimping from the pulpit. Or they try to tokenize us. Yes. Or organizations mm -hmm. will bring us on. I have seen, doing the sixteen years, I have seen other organizations bring on women or girls that are in their infancy of surviving mm -hmm. and putting them up on a platform, plastering their picture oh, everywhere. To share our stories. And mm -hmm. it's like, you, how do you That's know so that healthy. this exposure isn't going to kill her? Yes. You Absolutely. can't put the cart before the horse. Yeah. There is a place and time for everything. And just because of your overambition or greed, yes. you can't start shoving them into the spotlight. That's why for me, that's part of my job. Absolutely. I mean, Alicia can attest to that. Yeah. I will tell her like, hey, I know this opportunity is presenting itself to you, but I'm telling you it's not the right time or this is not the right organization. I'll tell her the same thing. Hey, I know you wanted this organization to do this for you. They didn't do it for you, but I think that was God's grace. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, and, Amen. and now doing things with Brittany. It's like, but right. I'm, I'm servicing 30 families right now. I go into clubs. Some One club I went to in a, a month ago had... 200 and something girls working in one night yeah and i'm sitting there with my daughter valerie that's my intern and i'm thinking wow. i was so overwhelmed because i'm like i was scared to talk to any of the girls because i'm like i don't have the staff no way. to back this <laughs> up Once if i start yeah, exactly. talking to these girls and they start coming to me for mentorship there's only enough hours in the day yeah you know it's uh that reminds me of Eileen and I, because people, people are like, well, how long have you been doing counter 
sex trafficking. I go, well, we didn't call it that. All we did was call it, we help prostitutes. Mm -hmm. And women caught, and when we were in the islands of Hawaii, we had the largest martial arts school in Hawaii. And we loved it. And I would go out on the streets uh, at night and I'd give these really nice certificates, six month certificates with the value of it to girls who were working. And at first it was like murder. They're like, get away from it. Cause they're like, you, you want them Christians? I'm like, I am, but not one of them. You know, I, you know, I ain't going to tell you going to hell. And I remember one girl, I can't get through to her. Which made me want to all the more. Yep. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, once yep. I get her, she because she's on the rooster on this. She's like, you mess with, get away from me. I'm trying to work. I said, I know, I know, no. Just I said, I said, look, just take this. She goes, what is this? I said, it's a certificate. You know, I place up on the corner. It's a big old junk. She goes, yeah. I said, I own that. Me and my wife. She's like, what? I said, well, what are you doing? I said, well, you know, you gotta keep yourself in shape for your job. She's like, you know, that's right. I said, you need to learn a little bit of protection yeah. case something. She goes, now nah, you're talking. And I said, you come on, we're gonna train you. We're gonna get you in the best shape of your life. And I never forget, she's like, can I bring my kids? Amen. Said, Please do. Bring your babies, yes. come on. And that's how we started. And you know who we got pushback from? I'll never forget. A little caggle of Christian women came to Eileen and I one night after months of these gals coming in. And uh, I mean, we've been doing this for 35 years from strippers to, uh, and I remember one time the karate gi, mm -hmm. this stripper, she was hanging out and everybody's like doing stretches, <laughs> guys are going, holy moly. So I'm like, hey sweetie, you gotta like just put someone on. Like, okay, but I'll never forget this girl. It was beautiful, the ministry that was going on in Hawaii. And we didn't call it counter or anything. We just call it showing God's love. Amen. But yeah. he said, Christian woman came up and said, we think there's prostitutes out there. Yep. I said, how would you tell? <laughs> just look at me, you know, somewhere in the hills kicking. I'm like, <laughs> like yeah, they, they probably. In the, and I'll never forget, they go, you know, they sweat. We could get charms from there. Get out of here. No, no, that's exactly what they said. Me and my wife were like, we have the lot, we have a TV show, everything in Hawaii. I looked and I said, wow, I never get this. They said, either they go or we go. Goodbye. I was like, well, was, we enjoyed y'all being here for the time. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Jesus came to seek and save the lost yes. and heal the sick. You obviously don't need uh, a spiritual physician, so go. And they left. You know what, God, those of you who have a business, because it was a business, we were in business, it, don't ever think that God will forsake you if you make hard decisions. I think it's the opposite. I think yeah. the enemy will tease you with compromise, mm -hmm. and then when you compromise, you wonder why ultimately you're stuck. So we've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about really this, this notion but I have to make sure you explain, why do you think the decriminalization has happened? Where did you come up with that idea? Because I'm involved with, um, I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. That's okay. where I'm based out of. And we were just in sessions from January to May. And we were part of watching 
a lot of the bills that were being proposed, okay. some of them to for harsher pen, penalties for Johns, Correct. which got shot down because wow. an organization <laughs> got in the ear of a senator that could have brought this bill to the floor. And this organization who says they're anti-trafficking, they are also pro-sex work and have an active porn star mm -hmm. on their board of directors. The director from there got in the senator's ear and said, oh no, if you create harsher penalties for Johns, it's going to create more violence for the girls. The fact that it's illegal is what makes it more violent for the girls. Do you see how they're getting? Mm. You see their body reactions? Mm. Oh, yeah. Because we we already know that that is a bunch of BS for a yeah. lack of better mm -hmm. words. The director from this organization is has never worked in the sex industry, mm. is promoting others to work in the sex industry. Wild. And the, it's happened in California. You, they mm -hmm. passed bills already in laws. Right. Figueroa yep. Street has mm. tripled in size. Oh my goodness. Has it not, Brittany? Yeah. Tripled in size. Yes. Wow. The wave is coming. Yeah. So, and every city and state goes into sessions at different times. Yeah. In, in, in Nevada, we go every other year. Okay. But the wave is coming. And yeah. Just like marijuana did. Yes. And next is the sex industry. So, there's, that's why ATP. We're we're focusing on uh, again protecting children and pursuing pedophiles because mm -hmm. pedophiles they should be prosecuted at the highest level. I'm actually Correct. happy for the Florida governor DeSantis yes. who yep. signed a bill. We've always pushed and promoted if a if a if an adult rapes a child they should it should be the death penalty. Yes. Right. And he's finally signed it in the bill. Yeah. So Amen. that's where we're focusing and. Folks, we've, uh, by the time you hear this, we will have our Pedophile Hunters Fund up on our website where you can join and be part of that with us. And But this covers everything. This covers what we do with uh, helping. So the question is, in, in unlimited time, because we got to land the plane, and actually y'all have to catch a plane. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, but is, how do we prevent girls from going and you we did a great podcast with Lauren uh, it was just fantastic but what are some ways that you can help prevent a girl from heading this way first and the second is how do we really help those that are caught in the industry right now for me um, it starts as parents you know I was exploited as a child um, Honestly, once I hit age 18, he didn't want anything to do with me because I was an adult now and mm -hmm. I wasn't appealing to his clientele. Mm -hmm. um, but the exploitation. Which is forms of pedophilia. Correct. Right there. Oh, right Period. there. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Um, you know, for me, how it started was, and when we talk about CSEC, right, that can, that can, which is commercially sexually exploited children, that can overview a lot of things. But for me, it was, I was kicked out at 14, 15 years old. Before that, living place to place with different family members, um, single parent home. Well, my mom yeah. has had marriages, but you know, none were my father. Um, and it started with, I need a place to stay. Yeah. And it was, oh, well, you know, I have, you could stay here. And that person was bringing in all types of people. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, okay, well, now that you're here, how are you going to contribute? What are you going to do? Um, they used to say, I think the statistic was 
within 48 hours of a youth walking down the street, maybe as a runaway, um, fighting with their parents, getting out of school, they would be approached by somebody. I would say now it's between six and 18 hours. Um, And it just, if I would have had a more stable, because those are my vulnerabilities, right? I was looking for love. I was looking for somebody to take care of me. I was 15 years old response. Yeah. You know, I don't want to sleep in a park anymore at 15, you know, and if I have a man here, which even though he's raping me every day, right. You're still kind of keeping me safe and your friends now that you're introducing me to that are raping me and paying you for it. That's family to me. You guys took me in, you feed me, you give me rides, you give me drugs, you give me, you know? And so for me, luckily as an adult, I was not in the life. I never had to walk the blade. I never had to post ads. I can't say they weren't posted for me, you know, but it was everything that I longed as a child. These people were like, Hey, I got it. I got you, you know? And that's where they were able to come in with me was like, you know, who cares about your real dad? You don't need him. Oh, so-and-so kicked you out. They didn't love you, but I'm going to show you that I'm going to give you this love you need. Mm. Oh, and it was over after that over. So I, for me, the biggest thing, um, that I tell the families I work with that I am very, very intentional with my children is having those conversations, letting them know just how sick this world is. And it's not everything you think it's going to be. And everybody that promises you or makes something look like it's shiny and beautiful. Mm. It's not really that. That's good. That's such good wisdom for parents. Yeah. And even young girls listening going, Oh, cause that can happen to anyone. Anybody. You can just see your friends at school that you can come from a low income family and see your friends at school coming with nails, makeup. I didn't, I wasn't allowed to do that. That was part of my punishment when I would get in trouble at home. We're taking your makeup. We're taking your hair stuff. We're taking your door off. Oh, okay. Well, when I go to school, my friends are bringing me their makeup. My Mm. friends are bringing me changes of clothes. And Mm. so my rebellion, that's where I take responsibility for my life and where it went. Right. Because my rebellion, I will say is what led me to getting kicked out of the house. Yeah. So I don't want to, I'll take responsibility and say that I, I allowed myself to get swept up into this, right. you know? Right. Um, and that part sucks and it's a very hard reality as we grow older. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's the simple stuff. It's literally, oh, well, don't worry, girl. Come, come with me to my mom and dad's house. Like my, my, my brother will pay for it. We can go hang out and smoke over. You ain't got money for weed. We, my brother got it. Oh, well now brother wants money back. Yeah. What's brother going to get for it? You know, and it's, it's familial, it's friends and family. It's just being that little girl that doesn't love herself and doesn't feel like she's pretty and sees everybody around her with everything she doesn't have and wanting to get that. And the predators know. Yeah. It's important for the viewers and listeners to understand that everybody's susceptible. Correct. Whether you're low income, multimillionaire, yes, you know, you're, you have your mom and dad in the home or you don't have your mom and dad in the home. You're a foster kid. I mean, everybody is susceptible. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the truth. So now you have people sitting on the edge (laughs) going, Whoa, good. Had no idea. Good. This was the most, single most informative podcast or and they, they hear your hearts they know exactly who we are as far as what we right. do how do how do we stop the girls that are in it what are the best ways 
resources. Can I mention one thing? Yeah. Um, so because of the lifestyle, first off being molested at a young age, it triggers something into you. And then Correct. so now you only can do what you can do with what you know until you know better than you can do better. So d- treating the trauma treating the addiction, treating the mental health, it has to start there mm-hmm. because you can't give somebody a thousand dollars who's never had money right? and they know what to do with it. They're going to blow it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they just are. So you have to treat the co the, the underlining issue. And then once you start there, then you can work on retooling and retraining. Yeah. But until you do like what I was blessed to receive the recovery, like at stairways, like I've been able to receive, trauma therapy, mm-hmm. intense TMS therapy, um, biblically based therapy. I do 12 steps. I now sponsor two women. I've got reconnections wow. with my kids, but that couldn't happen unless I would have treated the childhood abuse, right. correct? the trauma, the root, the root, the root of it. Yeah. So now that I know better, that's now I take responsibility that I have to do better. Mm-hmm. But before I didn't know better. Yeah. So it takes all that. It takes people like you guys, um, this ministry. This was the first weekend or first time ever being around a group of men that I felt like I was safe. Couldn't nothing happen. And that's because I trusted Samantha because Samantha's discernment is on point. And that's because Michael trusted Samantha. And then a friend of ours, Bill, that passed away. This is all a God thing. And to know that I could be here in Colorado when just seven months ago I was homeless in the streets you know, waiting for my next John, like just destitute and just desperate that I would be here in Colorado learning how to defend myself, learning how to value myself and take back what has been taken from me for so many years and and to be respected and yes. and to feel like I was safe. That's like a big deal. I love it. it I w- no. I'm so sorry. I will say my most valuable mentors that have taught me the most have never approached me with this expectation of immediate trust from me. Mm. They mm. know I won't immediately trust them. That's so None good. of us do that. No. I still right. tell you that to this day. Like it, <laughs> yeah. it takes me a minute, you know, yeah. even if, and I, and you'll introduce yeah. me to somebody and I'll be like, Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll see. You know, like, <laughs> yep. you know, I, exactly. It looks promising because it's coming from my spiritual dad. So, but, but that's the thing. Like, even with Lauren, Lauren came to me because she was in a program, and because she didn't want to do their transitional living, they stopped providing her with resources. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're a Christian-based organization. Yep. This little girl is fighting to rebuild her life. Mm. I don't need anything from her. I don't need her to be a statistic for me, a data point for me, anything. I, I need to be the hands and feet, the poster child. I need to be the hands and feet of Jesus for her because she is earnestly, genuinely trying to rebuild her life. This little girl got herself a job, said I needed a car, saved enough money, being mm-hmm. diligent with saving her money, and bought a car herself. Amen. When most girls come to me and they're like, hey, can you buy me a car? Girl, I can't even. <laughs> I can't buy myself know. a bike. I'm, I'm driving a 2016 car myself. You're laughing, but I can tell you're holding back tears. Yeah. I am. I. The work I put into just teaching myself about credit. Yeah. Yeah. Basic life skills that we well, never were taught. And on the point of trust, you know, you and I just went through something. I mean, I be, it was a different level. Mm-hmm. And you were, and, you, and then 
you said, I, I should have trusted I could come to y'all about something, mm -hmm. the major thing. And we said, well, yeah. You said, just forgive me. I said, well, we, we love you for you. I said, but you know now. Mm -hmm. You know there will never be a doubt that we got you mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And people, every one of us sitting here, we've all been wounded. We all understand injustice. We understand how real. That's why hurts cut deep. Deep. Because we, in our battle, I'll speak for me, is I have to constantly pray, Lord, make my heart soft. Yes. Mm -hmm. Don't let me do the crawfish. <laughs> get in the turtle shell yeah. and go, I hate the world. And God's the only one that can sustain us through that. And today has been phenomenal. This program will move the needle in a tremendous way. And folks, you, I mean, you're getting to know the hearts and the, the transparencies. Uh, and we always put our faith in action as God leads. And the one thing people always need is just a, a little bump, a little help on their journey, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes get on our back, we'll carry you, <laughs> and then get off and I'll get on yours. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they know exactly. Uh, uh, but we, the ministry, we're going to have people pray for y'all very specifically. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Samantha, you give us updates. And the ministry is going to provide you with $1,000 each just to help you take a breath. That's all. Just to help you take a breath. And and I I know what that means. And to be able to receive love unconditionally. And again, I just say, that's God's love for y'all. And it's people that make it possible. Thank you. Uh, y'all are welcome. And... Um, Victor, thank you for just not only your your work, right, but for even putting this together and helping to end the misconceptions, right, and yeah. and really let it come from those of us that have lived it, those of us that are now working in it and helping others. Yeah. Um, to those that are listening and watching that want to know the truth and want to know the more they listen and really receive this, I can guarantee there's not going to be a time where they're out somewhere and now they can spot it and see, no, no, no. It's not the white van that I just passed at the no. stoplight. It's the little girl sitting at this bus station. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the most valuable thing that money can't buy, you yeah. know, um, is knowledge is power. Education is important, you know, and um, thank you for wanting people to know the truth and for trusting in us to, yeah. to put this out. Well, it's uh, we have to do better. Yeah, the church has to do better. All these organizations that uh, some trying diligently and hard to do right, uh, and are still missing the mark, or could do better. And then some that out there that just fraudulent, yes. money sucking, you know, uh, false messages that will fight us harder than anybody. Clout chasing, really, oh, man. saying yeah. that you care but not putting in the work behind it. It's mm -hmm. like. I, yeah. We need to be taught how to fish. Don't give it to us. Right. Point blank. What did I tell you a long mm -hmm. time ago? Yeah. I, we don't Teach need me. a hand out. Mm -hmm. We need a hand up. Teach yes. us. Teach me how to do it. So I we can don't do it on wanna, my own. We don't want a hand out because that leaves leaves me feeling like, what do I, I have to give you, you in return? What do I owe you now? Yeah. Totally. Let, teach me so I can give back to those who I know I've left behind who are still suffering. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it. I, I, I've, I'm always amazed at the heart of people who've suffered and 
been on the dark side of things, the heart they have. It, it makes me trust them more than people who don't walk with a limp. And I always say that, but we, we just pray that those $1,000 pesos will help y'all. Did, did I say dollars or pesos? I, I was it saying? I was going to say $6 in Mexico. $6 a day. Yeah, buy yourself a Coke at the airport <laughs> as you fly out. You can't even get that. I don't even think you can get that anymore because <laughs> yeah. there's been inflation. Yeah. God bless what you. Viva la Mexico. Seriously, yeah. thank you again yeah. so much for even giving us a voice. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I've run into so many people who have never gone through the circumstances we've gone through and seriously believe that they can teach me more about the topic. <laughs> it's disgusting. I don't know. I'm, Boy, I don't know better. Hear your story and just be like, oh, that's crazy. And right. Tell us again. We're not, we're, yeah. we're not entertained you know, like about you. Oh, no, I understand. Hey, I, I mean, I've been prostituted by, by like, the story. Trip, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do the gun. Tell, tell you. And I'm like, people, you know, just go, come share your testimony. I'm like, well, there's a, and I'll get up, yeah. I'll accept, I'll get up and go. So I'm going to share a two minute version. Mm -hmm. There's a book and a movie on my life story. And the book is amazing if you guys have not read it yet. Big old adventure, Mark Shore, go yeah. on Amazon. Shameless plug. Um, so yeah, you, you, you just, we crave authenticity, right. yes. genuineness and truth. Because I always tell people, you can't help from a lie yeah. or fakery. So it's like, I don't need that. I'm really determined the truth. I can heal from that. If, mm -hmm. uh, But but we're, we're doing a good work. We're doing it together. God's glorified, and we will move the needle. So yes, thank you. thanks, you guys, for being part of the program today. Yes, thank and thank you, all of you, for watching and praying. This will be one of the greatest ones I know. This is... Yeah, it's amazing. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do it for the glory of God. Run in your lane that he's put you in. You don't have to start new organizations. Just <laughs> Please. help the ones that are doing the right thing. Yes. God bless you guys. We love y'all. Till next time. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time. 